Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Nine Podcast. Uh, today is February the 26th. We are officially 32 days from opening day, but we are two games deep into the spring training season. Yeah, on pitch clock making a big difference in the timing of the games. I mean, today kind of felt like a drag, and it was still only like two and a half hours of a game. Yeah, uh, since you went right into that, before we get to the other stuff, what are your thoughts so far on the pitch clock? I like the pace of play. That I do like. I think it's been good. A lot more balls in play. I really do think that was a big thing in the minor leagues. Less people were striking out. Um, so I do think that has been something I've noticed. But also, there's some ironing out to do. I think I'm under the impression that maybe the first couple weeks of spring training and um, maybe the first couple weeks of the regular season, it's going to be rocky a little bit. But once people get used to it, it, it won't be a factor, I don't think. Yeah, I think uh, I think I agree with that. I, I still am not a massive fan of them doing it late. I understand it, but we saw it already happen where a game ends with that. I, I just I don't like it. I understand, you know, the rule, but the rules are new. Uh, I just I don't like when there's that much of a pressure situation late in a game, especially we're talking about the only way it happens is bases loaded two outs or, or you know, unless it ends in a strikeout, whatever. Um, the, I, I just don't like a game ending in that situation. It was a spring training game, so who cares? First off, yeah, so I that's get one thing. But also, that guy has been playing in the minor leagues. He knows the rule. He knows how to adapt to it. That's on him. I don't get why we're looking at looking at it like that guy was an idiot in that situation. Get in the box. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Um, like I said, I think they're going to be. It's going to take a little ironing out. I like it. Um, I, I think the two and a half, the three hour games are are good. It is. I saw Gary Sheffield Jr.'s tweet today about how it's kind of funny that we're trying to speed up the game um, by slowing the game down by stopping it if we get to 15 seconds and then having to start it all the way over again so not necessarily maybe speeding it up there but I do like I do think the pace of play is good there's going to be some ironing out like you said I think in the long run it's not it's not going to be a bad thing and it's going to be one of those things that uh, we're just kind of become used to I think also I I think Mike Godar said something about this on one of our comments. And I agree with him. I do hope they put it on the, the thing, kind of like the shot clock in college basketball. So as a fan, like I know they said it will not be obscure or you won't be able to see it from the center field cameras, but I would like to see it on the, the thing on where there. they have the score. You think that's going to be on there for all no, year? No, it's on there now. Okay. I, I only watched a little bit of yesterday's game. I didn't get it to was see on there today. Game, so. It was in the middle of the plate. It was like very, it was hardly visible, which I liked because I don't, I don't want to be looking. I don't want it to take away. I don't want to like be distracted by right. it. But it was there if you wanted to see it. So that's kind of what it. I think it okay. should be. Because I don't want it to be like the shot clock. I don't want to be staring at it all the time, to be honest. My no, but it should be is on the it so seamless I that I don't even worry about it. I don't want to even worry yeah. about it. Get it the ball and throw. I get it. But I, I still would like to see where it is. Every I don't time want it to be distracting. It's not going to be. The shot clock's not distracting. When you watch a basketball game, are you distracted by the shot clock? I'm not. No, but you're very aware of it. I don't really want to be aware of it. Yeah. I want the pitchers to be oh, I'm unaware of being, it. I'm fine with being aware of it. I don't want to. I want them to get used to it and not for me not to have to worry about it. Throw the ball. <laughs> well, you not, that's not what I'm talking about. As a fan, I'm kind of interested in seeing, watching it. That's what I'm talking about. I don't want to watch it. It stresses me out. It really does. <laughs> it gives me anxiety. I don't like it. Like, no yep. one was taking a practice swing, and I was like, you got two seconds of your that strike. That's a strike. Yeah, it was, it was of all people for it to happen to first with Machado. 
which uh, like he said, I think there's going to be a lot of times I'm 0-1, which I do think there are a lot of players who are like, well, that's fine. That's where we'll start then. Big 28 hours for Manny Machado, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to him. Fourth richest deal in Major League Baseball history. Yeah, and it makes his deal, what, 15 years, 450 overall? Yeah, yep. Pretty good payday for him. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, yeah, I. it's going to – I mean, they've got him locked up. They've got Bogarts locked up. It's going to be interesting. Tatis will be back. Spring what can go wrong? Soon. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I assume Juan Soto is not going to stay in, in San Diego. I don't know how they would have. Okay, I mean, they want to sign him, but here's a, by tw- I mean, we don't have to spend much time on this because that's not really what we're here to talk about. But in five years, they might suck, like suck bad. Yeah. They, they could, yeah. they could be good if those players age well, but if they don't, oh, you are going to be 43 throwing for him. Well, but shout out to Manny for getting paid. That's the big thing. He deserved it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that he didn't have to go to free agency and just go play in San Diego. Seems to love it there. Uh, I mean, why would you not at San Diego? Like, of all places to live. And they're trying pretty, to win as much as anybody. Yeah, pretty so. good spot. So, um, yeah, so that's good. Pitch clock, Manny Machado. Cardinals are one and one on the uh, spring training. What have you seen that you like? Um, I've seen uh, Moises Gomez. I think he's impressed. Um, Jordan Walker today. We're going to get into him later. He was very impressive, I thought, today. And some quotes that just came out from Skip Schumacher that aren't doing anything to um, do what we said last time, which is tamper expectations, because he just said some things that are going to send people, like, ready to run through a brick wall um, about Jordan Walker. And I thought Wayno looked fine. Miles looked really good today, I thought. Jordan Hicks looked horrible, but I don't care. And nothing really, you know, nothing really. No, it's two days. I was, it's, I was yeah. sort of saying that jokingly, but – you know, people are up in arms because Wayno's throwing 85 miles per hour. Bro, it's like, it's one, it's two innings. This Let's, is every it, spring he does that, though. I don't understand what, like, what are you, if you, this is what you're worried about already. I don't get it. Um, the fine. Jordan Walker tank was unbelievable today, but I, I didn't get to see it. We were busy Let's today. Let's talk about that um, later. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so we wanted to kind of finish up uh, as we'll get to Walker, which we talked about last week. We kind of want to finish up our our hitting player profile now no disrespect to Andrew Kisner but we're not going to to get into Andrew Kisner we know we know that Andrew Kisner is the backup catcher Uh, I know that Herrera did leave the world World baseball classic to be a spring training Um, I still believe if let's be honest Herrera needs to be playing every day let's keep developing that guy he's only 22 let's get him down there there are people on Twitter who want him to be your backup that makes absolutely zero sense right now it's not gonna happen it's not uh, makes zero sense it does, it's, it's not, not even a logical happen. thought so let's get him to play every day and let's keep doing that now with that being said there are three guys that we kind of wanted to bolt lump into one um because we think they're like they're, there's some interesting stories here and that's Juan Yapez, Moises Gomez and Alec Burleson yeah um the depth I would say Correct. And, uh, and and I think Juan Yepes more is going to probably have a bigger role than the other two. So we'll start with him. But I also believe all three of those guys could end up being in the middle of your order at some point in time in the year. That would not be out of the question for any of the three. Um, no, and know, I do want to make it clear. Sorry, before you get into it, I, I, we're not doing this out of like we think they're lower tiered players. They're just three guys right now that we don't like 
We don't know what the rules are going to look like yet. We do believe Yepes is going to fight for that DH spot. He might get some outfight field time. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. But with Burleson and Gomez, we just don't, they're just kind of the unknown right now. Um, I had a buddy actually text me today and he's like, I think we have too much depth. <laughs> and and that's, that's what we've been talking about. Like it's going to play itself out. It's 162 games, but it is sort of when you look at it, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, so you, we'll start with the guy that hit um, the only home run the Cardinals hit in the postseason last year and drove in, what, two of the five, uh, four runs or however many they scored, three, um, was Juan Yepes. He, I think, I almost feel bad we're not giving him his own episode, but he, I mean, I don't know. What do you expect from him? He had a great year last year. Like he slugged over 450, I believe, as a rookie and had one on some hot yeah. There was a stretch where he carried the offense. Um, he struggled, he slugged 447, was 11% above league average as a rookie, 12 home runs, hit like he hit 20, 28 home runs or 26 home runs, something like that between AAA and the big leagues last year. Um, I, I think yeah, we just you know, have you a talk really about, good hitter on our hands. Right. You talk about that slugging. That's after slugging 586 across two leagues in 2021. And then going to the Arizona Fall League in 2021 and slugging 640. Like, I do believe, and I, I was going to say this about him, I almost feel like he's the, nope, nobody's talking about Juan Yepes. It feels like. I'm not saying they're not. I'm not saying those conversations are not there. But it feels like he is either, they've got him locked into a role or he's going under the radar again. We, we saw when this guy was playing a lot, he can flat out hit. There is no doubt about it. Uh, he's, he didn't, he hasn't necessarily, what you would say hit at every level, but guys, remember he was drafted to 16. Like, let's not forget about that. Right. He's still very, very young. 23 is he 23. I think he's 24. Okay. Either way, 24, my apologies. Um, very young. We saw that, that obviously latched on to Albert last year, which, Hey, if you're going to latch on to anybody, that's probably a pretty good guy to latch on to. And, you know, we, we saw that pay off. I mean, him hitting that bomb against Philly, we thought it was going to be one of the greatest. We, I mean, he was going to go down in Cardinals legend just with that home run right there. But I do think we, he was in third today. I, I mean, I might tell you a little something. It might not. I mean, it's spring training. That might not just, tell you anything. I think they just but, said he's playing first base, so we're putting him in Goldie's spot. I mean, it could be. It, it could very easily be that way. But I do think you're right in the fact that you you said we've got a guy who can flat out hit from the right side of the plate. And it's going to be interesting to see how we they yeah. use him. We know the deficiencies in the outfield with Juan Yepes. He shouldn't play. Uh, but we do know that if – huh? I don't think he should play outfield. Uh, that's that's neither here nor there. That doesn't mean he's not going to. Um, or they have too many good outfield. options in the outfield we're talking about. So then you're about. looking at just a flat DH with Juan Yepes or playing that first base. might be who he is. If gold, right? It could be if Goldie if Goldie DHs, Goldie needs a day off. But I do think you have to get Juan Yepes at bats. At some, you have to get him. I, I don't know the number. If it's three hundred at bats, four hundred at bats, I don't, I don't know that number. Two hundred and fifty at bats. But I, I do Here's think you got to get him at bats. Here's the hard thing. I'd rather give Nolan Gorman those at bats because I think what he can do for your team from the left side is more impactful than what Juan Yepes can do for your team because he kind of bring like they have enough right-handed power like we agree on that like they if they have one area covered it's offensive power from the right side and that's not to diminish what Juan Yepes can be because I think he can be an everyday ADH that has an OPS well over 800 I think he can do that the problem with him is he's not a split guy he's not a platoon player but you almost have to use him that way because they have so many other guys they like like it's going to be tough yeah. to give him everyday at bats barring injury slash 
drastic underperformance from guys that I think they're depending on. I agree with it. I, I think you're going to have to pick and choose spots with him. Uh, Thursday day games, Sunday day games, potentially. Uh, really hard left-handed batter or pitcher, sorry, really hard left-handed pitcher that you don't want to have, you know, you want to have as many right-handed bat, bats in there as you can. I still think there's room for him to get two to 300 at-bats in that kind of role. Oh, yeah. I still, but I, it sucks because I don't, I don't know they have to do it. I guess that's a bad way to say it. They don't have to platoon him because I do think I could see a, a a time where he's your everyday five or six hitter. That could happen. Like he could do that because he he has that ability. I just don't know what they're gonna do. They have so many guys that they want to play, like so many. And Juan Yepes doesn't seem to be at the highest pecking order, but at the same time, like they trusted him enough as a rookie to be a DH, which is not easy. Right. Um, and they come off the bench in a playoff spot and he hit a home run. He, he, he made their, um, the risk they took and he, he rewarded them for it. Like they he was in the outfield have in a, game one of the playoffs. Yeah. Game two in game one, he came off the bench. He should be. Oh, that's right. That's right. He should be a part of this team. I told him some former fashion. Do you think there's a way he's an everyday player? No, no, I, I don't see it. No, I don't. Not when, not when Gorm you is not have. Hitting? Huh? What if Gorman's not hitting? I, I again, this is so. This is this is the the bow out for the conversation that I've been trying to figure out for the last two weeks. When we've been doing these player profiles. I think it all boils down to one guy, and we talked about him last on our last podcast. Because here's the thing: if if Jordan Walker breaks camp with this team, you still have Newbar, Carlson, and Tyler. Do you think Juan Yepes gets regular bats over those guys? So let's say, I'm saying if Nolan is struggling, do you know what I'm saying? Like if go Gorman, if Gorman's struggling, yeah. Um, it depends if Dylan Carl, Dylan Carlson is not going to DH. So if Dylan Carlson was the one, it's just tough to talk about. There is a world though, where Nolan Gorman struggles and Juan Yepes gets most of the DH at bats. That is a possibility in the season. I think I, what I've seen from Nolan Gorman so far is, I mean, it's very early, obviously, he looks really good. He made a great play today at second base, but and he hit and he had two hits. He looks really, really good. So I'm not saying I think it's going to happen, but I do think there is a lane for him to sneak his way into the lineup and play most days. I do think that's a possibility. How likely it is, I I genuinely have no idea. Yeah, me neither. And it does just feel like Juan is there. And I don't, I'm not saying this is fair to him or fair to anybody else, but it does feel like he's like their fail-safe, like he's their fallback option that they can always use because they know that they've got him sitting there if they need him. And I think he's, maybe he's a not, big weapon. Huh? Maybe he's not. Maybe they, they, they're they right. playing a bigger role for him. And again, I don't we know. are two days into spring training games. So it's not like, I mean, they, they have a much better idea of how they want to use him. We have no idea how they're going to use him yet. Um, that's going to play itself out. I think he's going to get a lot. I think like Walker, like Gorman, like those, he's going to get a lot of at-bats in spring training. There's also a chance where Donovan's moving around a lot and Garmin's playing second base and maybe Juan Yepes is DHing a lot. Like the could be if he hits the way he hit at times last year, the way we know he's capable of hitting, he'll play. He will, he will play. We know that. And even if he's not starting, maybe he's not he doesn't have his name in the lineup, he'll get in the game. Like he will, because right. you know people are gonna come in with lefties against um Gorman. Like you know that's gonna happen at some point in time. There he will get his at bats. I don't know. I'm what do you expect from him? when he's playing let's just let's just say he plays 120 ish games 
Let's just say that. Yeah. Maybe that's not the case, but we have to say something because we don't know how much he's going to play. I expect him to be a, a around an 800 OPS, to be honest with you. Maybe higher. I think his high end is way higher than that. And I think he's going to hit home runs. I think he's going to hit doubles. I think he's going to be a consistent consistent hitter that's always a threat in your lineup when he's in there. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I'm ready to say he's an 800 OPS guy yet. Because if he, he is, he's probably in your last year? Uh, he was 743. Oh, okay. um, 742. I, I think I he's more think of a 750 guy. He, and if he, here's what I'm going to say then, dude. If he has an 800 OPS, he's going to be playing way more than we think. That's what I'll say. It just depends, though. If you're giving him a lot of at-bats against lefties, and that's mo- probably most of the time he's playing against lefties, I mean, that's not unrealistic for him to 800 OPS against lefties. So do you think then he takes on that 2022 Albert first half of the season role? I think as of right now, if we broke camp today, I do think that would be his role, yes. Okay. All right. I, I could see that starting as, as like, and we've talked about, like, you know, it's funny because we say this with so many guys. Here's what we think, but who who knows? And I still do believe the number one domino is is still Jordan. I still believe it's Jordan Walker. I think whatever happens with him in, I mean, we pl- they play in what two carry the one thirty two games, thirty two days. They play their first major league game, a home opener. We'll be there. Toronto will be in town. Three p.m. start. Clydesdale's. Everybody else will be Alton awesome. We'll be there probably on the mound. Wearing wearing number zero. Love that, by the way. Um, but you know, I think I honestly still believe that's that's the domino. Like. That's the lead one that's going to determine what everybody else does. I really, and, and it sucks. Like, I feel like I'm, I just feel like I sound like a broken record half the time, but I do believe that it it's going to become down to Jordan Walker because then everything else falls into place. That's the way I look at it. I, It's so tough. It really is so tough because I believe the one your pets can be a, a good to great hitter in this league. Like, a, like I do believe he can be that. But is he going to get the opportunity to be that in St. Louis? I don't know. And I think as we get on today, because we're talking about three guys that all three are are highly touted. They're all three incredibly talented players. And they're all offensive players, both all like offensive-minded, not really defensive-minded players. It's setting up for if the Cardinals do what we think they can do to be maybe one of the biggest trade deadlines they've ever had. I think so. Um by the way, shout out to Matt Adams. That's why we have Juan Yepes. Like, hey, Matt Adams yeah. is pl- back. He's playing. He played in. He was. He, he played against he, us yesterday. Is he in the mind? He's on a mate because he played with that Kansas he's City Monarchs Independent League last year. Really, he's in Good Washington. Got a non Love that guy. Yeah, I love do. that guy. He was our. He was our guy today. He was our picture. Yeah, he played today. against us yesterday. Um, I missed that. I don't like. I said I only watched like four innings yesterday. We were we were in and out, but um. Oh God! Completely just lost what I was going to say, and it felt like it was going to be something good. You want to go to Alec Burleson? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Let's do. Let's do that now. What what are your expectations for Wanya Pesca? I gave mine. You didn't give yours. A 750. I think he's a 750 OPS guy. uh, With 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 a ceiling higher than that. Does that make like? Is that fair? Um, And I think I just think it depends on how many at bats he gets. If he can provide the kind of I'm not. If he can do what Pujols did in the first half. Last year against lefties, that is an incredibly valuable asset to have on your team. That's what I'll say. Yeah, if he could is. do, if he, I'm not saying he can't do better. He can. I'm just saying if he does just that for the first half, I'm not saying the Albert run there towards. I'm saying that first half. If he does that, that's an incredibly valuable person to have 
to give Goldie a day off at first base, to give to, to, to be a late inning guy that comes in to hit against a tough lefty, to be a guy who can DH against tough lefties. I think that is an incredibly valuable tool. And I'm with you. I believe that he could be an everyday player somewhere. I just don't know that it's right here in St. Louis. I think it can be. I think they're going to give him an opportunity to prove that he can do that. I do think they will. Um, I just think he's, he's one of the more consistent young guys. I feel like I know what I'm getting out of Juan Yepes damn near every at-bat. Like, I'm not saying I'm, I know he's going to hit a home run, but I know he's going to give you a professional at-bat more times than not. And he's very consistent with his approach, with his with the way he goes about his business. So I, I do think he can be way more than what we're giving him credit for. And we can look back in August and be like, this guy is one of our better hitters. Agreed. But it's just going to be, like you said, it's just going to come down to opportunity with him. Yeah. And also, I feel like you're a little biased because you're so close with his dad. I'm not close with his dad. We've had a few interactions. You want to get to Alec Burleson? Hold on. Stop. You've had multiple conversations with Juan's dad. I think it's awesome. I wasn't saying that like as a, ha, ha, ha. I think that's really cool. He seeks you yeah. out and you talk to Juan's dad quite a bit. I, yeah, we have, yeah, we've had a couple conversations, but you've had more than a couple. Stop. Okay, but like, I don't know what you want me to say right now. I don't but know. You, what and, you, you and Omar are best buddies. We're not. Let's go to Alec Burleson. Uh, okay here's okay let me ask you this yes again we go back to the lead domino it's almost like he you know when he knocked the the cards down he had them all set up or whatever he's the big one like he's the one that knocks it off if jordan walker makes this team alec burleson is at triple a we 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 know that right because you have your four outfielders they're going to keep 13 pitchers they're going to keep 13 hitters that's that's done right so that means four outfielders uh and if walker is here we know who the four outfielders are. This is all without injuries, obviously. But that means Alec Burleson is at AAA. If Jordan Walker is at AAA, do you think Alec Burleson is the guy that they're going to be looking at to be your fourth outfielder here in St. Louis? Yeah, I do. Um, maybe, I don't know. Well, they, uh, Moises Gomez is going to try and force his way on. But Alec Burleson made a great diving play today, which was cool. I don't think Alec – I don't want to – God. I, it's hard for me to envision a future with Alec Burleson being an everyday player for the Cardinals. Because of the depth of the organization in the outfield. Because I think they have about six guys I'd rather give a chance to. Okay. Would you rather give a chance to Moises Gomez on a daily basis than Alec Burleson? No, I don't think so. But I'd rather put Donovan in the outfield and Gorman at second than play okay. with Burleson every day. Over Alec Burleson. Yeah, I would. Like, I would rather see what those two can do. He's that's hit at every against... level. He hit in college. Yes. I yeah. mean, obviously undrafted out of high school, went to East Carolina. He pitched at East Carolina. Um, I, shortened season, I doesn't feel, play for I 2020. I feel so bad. I mean, he's drafted in the summer of he's 2020, in... doesn't play, and he's all of a sudden in the bigs in 2022. That's a that's a fast track to the bigs he's right a, there. He, he's a great hitter. Yes. At some point, you got to make a decision, though. Like, you can't have 25 hitters. This is my buddy Johnny's tech. We got way too much depth. He's, I mean, we've been talking about – you and I have been talking about this on the show for four months now. That we – like, what What do you do? We still don't know. I. Do you think Ali knows what he's going to do? No, I don't. <laughs> um, I do think that I, – I guess he could be – I think he's going to be a star, an everyday starter with some team. He's good enough to do that. He really is. He's a great hitter. Go look at his stats. One of the best hitters in the minor leagues last year, the best hitter in the minor leagues in the Cardinal system last year. He was over Jordan Walker. He was better than Jordan Walker statistically, okay, statistically. Not peripherals, not stardom. He was better statistically, offensively. What does that mean? I don't know. I, I don't know. Dylan Carlson was that guy too, 
Okay. Lars Dupart was that at the major leagues in the second half. Okay. Tyler O'Neill was that an MVP candidate in 2021. Um, Brendan Donovan was a rookie of the year candidate last year. Nolan Gorman was a star at times last year. Then you have two all-star, I mean, two superstars at the corners. Tommy Edmond had a seven war. Like, I don't know what to tell you here. I don't know. He's a great hitter, but so is everybody else. You look, you look at 2021, his first, his first professional season, he slugs 454 across three leagues and has a 783 OPS. And then he comes back with 2022 and he slugs 532 and has a 905 OPS with 230 total bases. Like it's a higher yeah. OPS than Jordan Walker had. I mean, can we just think about this really quickly? Like, just think about just, I mean, I, I'm not going to go too far back, but just think about Tommy Pham, Randy Rosarina, Adolis Garcia, Lane Thomas, who's starting and leading off in Washington. We, by the way, you and I have always been big Lane Thomas fans. Um, Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill. Granted, we got him in a trade at double A. I understand that. Harrison Bader, Jordan Walker, Moises. I mean, we're talking, these are all within um, Alec Burleson. That's all within eight years. Yeah. yeah. Seven years. Like, you know, we, we, like I said last time, we, we want to trash the Cardinals for not drafting and developing. But if you look at well, that, that's 10, for that, we don't do that. I, well, no, 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 no. I, when I say we, I mean, I'm sorry, as a whole fan base, right. Um, I have questioned them in the past. There's no doubt about it because like, wh- where are, where all these, and, and we're not talking about even, we're not even talking about Grichik and Piscotty in the past, but that's 10 major league guys right there. Alec Burleson is just a straight in the out, dude. just in the outfield, by the way. Yeah. Alec Burleson is just a hitter. Like he, he doesn't walk. He doesn't hit for a ton of power, but he has some. Um, he's gonna bat. I mean, I don't know. He could bat three hundred for you. He can do that. I, I don't know. Say, what do you do? He, I don't know how you get him at best because I'm not playing him over Nolan Gorman. I'm just not going to. He's definitely not playing over Brendan Donovan. He's not playing over any of the three outfielders currently started to currently slated to start, and he's not playing over Jordan Walker when he's up. So I don't know what you do with the guy. Yeah, I mean, again, another guy, he's only 20, 23. I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad thing for him to play, to go back down to, to Memphis. Start it's to for see. him. It's like not. He conquered it already. I know. I agree. If you're but him, he also, what do you have to prove? Did, and not very small sample size, but he did struggle in his 18 games up here. Very care. small. Not. I'm not saying you know that. You know that's how I'm saying. I'm just saying at 23, not a bad thing for him to get every day at bats instead of being a number four outfielder here. But he might, like, again, it all comes down to Jordan Walker. And then, like you said, who we're going to talk to about, I mean, it kind of all falls together with this, which is why we put them all together. Then what about Moises Gomez? Like, what What if he takes, what do you get, 30-some 30, 30 home runs? and 39. What, 39 he set a franchise record. In, in the minors. I think he set a franchise record in the minors. And he like has 39. Saquon quads. I don't know what they do with these guys. They, I, I can't believe a trade wasn't made. We got into the offseason and okay. said, and said, hey, like, you pick the right guys, but you've got to do something here. There's too many. And now we're looking back. Not that many people were traded, to be fair. There wasn't that right. many. Um, obviously, we know the Sean Murphy ask was unrealistic. And I like Wilson more anyway. I'd much rather take that side to Same. go with. Um and then a lot of people, Pablo Lopez, I wasn't too high on him anyway, and we didn't have a batting champ to give up. So right. I, right. I don't like that. I can't critique him for it because nobody no. was really moved. They don't, no. they didn't need Dalton Varsho. That wasn't a move that needed to be made. And they also weren't going to trade Gabriel Moreno because they didn't have him. So no. I don't know what they do, but I don't know how, like, if you say you're Alec Burleson or you're Juan Yapez, 
what if Wanya Pez is sent down for because maybe Moises Gomez earns a spot? Or what if you're Moises Gomez? You say, hey, I just hit 39 jacks and I'm in triple A. You gotta start getting pissed off, right? Like, hey, move me or play me, but I've got to I one I'm I don't know, no dude. money down. 23 years dude, old. Okay, stop. Hold on. You're you're making no money when you know you should be making seven hundred thousand dollars because you're good enough to be in the league. You're not you're not getting a chance to show who you can be. You're blocked by seven guys potentially that are in front of you in the pecking order. And even if you go down and Moises Gomez hits 40 home runs again, is that proving to them anything they don't already know about him? Well, don't you think, I mean, I understand as the player, I would be what you're saying, right? I understand exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think about you look at, you look at Burleson and, and Gomez 23. I think they turn 24, maybe this year, either way, whatever. Still very, very young. At worst, they're playing every day at AAA, and those are if if they do if they replicate what they did last year, all right, come close to it even. If they replicate what they did last year, it does two things. One, we know injuries are going to happen at the big league level here. You got guys ready then to come up. That's great. That's that's yes. what you want as an organization. organization, no doubt. Two, you get to the trade deadline and you need to address a starting pitching or a relief pitching or whatever it might be. We don't know. We, we, we don't have the, the little crystal ball to tell us. But now you have pieces that you can do that that are guys that, like you just said, no, we know that if you're making a trade at the trade deadline, 98% of the time you're dealing with a team that is either in rebuilding mode or blow it up mode. So a guy like Moises Gomez, a guy like Juan Yepes, a guy like um, Alec Burleson, and I'm not saying Yepes falls into that. I'm just saying those are guys who are going to go to a major league club and start immediately August 1st. Yeah. You know, So I, mean, I get what you're saying, and I would be, yeah, I would be wanting to play too. But, man, when you're looking up at Jordan Walker, Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, and um, Lars Newbar, I mean, we have to also have to be realistic. I don't know that – and I'm not saying they can't be those guys. I'm just saying, I like you, I don't know if they're going to get the chance here in St. Louis to do it. It's almost impossible to give them the chance. There's not enough of bats. Like, there's just not – and you look at no, it – No, because you, you can't platoon everybody. No, and you shouldn't. Like, you shouldn't platoon Donovan. Agreed. You shouldn't platoon – you're not platooning Nolan or Goldie. You're not platooning Tyler O'Neill. Like, that's not happening. You're not going to platoon Dylan Carlson because if you do – that, I mean, you might. But if you do that, well, one, you're not doing it with Moises Gomez. But two, he's also like – he's a switch hitter. It diminishes his value. So, then Jordan Walker's not getting platooned. That's not going to happen. So, what what do you do? I don't know And also, like we said earlier, they've expanded to the 26-man roster over the 25 – that's going, to, that's going to be an extra pitcher. You're going to carry 13 pitchers, especially early on. So here's the thing, right? Um, and all of this leads us to the one guy that we said we weren't going to talk about, but we sort of do need to talk about because Paul is Paul DeYoung going to be one of those tw- 13 spots? We know that Kisner is, right? So you've got your starting nine, whatever that looks like. We've talked about all those guys. Add Yepes on. Add, add Yepes. And right? then add Kisner. So and that's already 12. Not 11. That's, that's 11. And then also add one of your outfielders. That's 12. Yeah, so add Gomez, uh, any one of Gomez, Who, whoever, or Walker. But, and and if the answer is it's Paul DeYoung at 13, then that means th- – so what I'm saying then is two of those guys, two of those three guys, Walker, Burleson – this is all barring no injuries. Walker, Burleson, and um, Gomez, two are going to AAA. Yeah, we're all unless, three. Walker's up. Unless somebody right becomes now, open for trade that you had no idea was yeah. going to be open for trade – during spring training, dude, and which almost never happens. Here's the thing. Paul DeYoung is guaranteed a spot for multiple reasons. One, you're either going to bring up a less proven backup shortstop, 
Like, why would they do that? Or two, and two, you're going to have to, if you wanted to cut bait on him, you can't send him down. He's out of options. So you'll have to DFA him and eat the money. And I don't know why you eat the money on him and bring up somebody that's less proven at the big league level than Paul DeYoung is. That wouldn't make much sense to me. He's going to be on the roster unless he's like, oh, for the next 50 at-bats in spring. Like, that's probably what's going to happen. So I, I don't How know. Do you I, don't, I don't know. How do he's you a backup use shortstop. Him? I use every backup infielder that ever lived. I, okay. How do you use Greg Garcia? Okay. Hold on. What I'm saying is you've got a guy in Brennan Donovan who can also be your backup shortstop. But he's an everyday starter. He's not a backup shortstop. I, I just that that's two of your 13 offensive spots that are really essentially dead in Kisner and because they're only gonna play once every fifth day. Yeah, there are teams Maybe. that have two they have two of their starting nine spots dead offensively. I you're right. You're right. You're right. So you're, you're right. mad about the 12th and 13th man that aren't going to play. It just sucks much. that one of those players can't be Moises Gomez, Alec Burleson. It does suck that Moises Gomez can't play shortstop, but I'm not going to watch that happen. No, so that's not this what is I mean. the place we're in. Not and if Tommy I mean. Edmund were to get hurt, knock on what hope it doesn't happen. But if he were to, and Paul DeYoung is no longer on the team because you cut him, and then now, yeah, if you can say Brendan Diamond's playing shortstop, fine. What happens if he has a problem? Yeah. Then you don't have a shortstop. Yeah, so and, and we could fo- we can focus on Gomez's 39 home runs and what Burleson did at, at ECU, but it really doesn't matter. Um, it, it just comes down to, like you said, there's only so many at bats. And so what, what you and I literally have been talking about this since November. Like what 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 do you do? And and I think you were one that was pretty vocal about you thought they were gonna trade Yapez in the offseason for somebody. And obviously that there was no, like you said, there weren't a lot of big deals. Um, I know people were pissed about them not spending money. They weren't gonna get. They weren't gonna go get for. I mean, I would have loved that, but they weren't gonna do that. They were gonna go get those guys, and they weren't gonna give out an eleven-year deal. So the hope is maybe at the trade deadline, then you've got something, unless something odd that we're not used to pops up in spring training. Yeah, and I mean these three guys. The thing they all have in common is they give this organization a level of depth. They've, I would almost say they've never had. Almost, like, I don't know if they've ever had it. I, so, I mean, since the eighties, maybe. Like, so what does it mean? I don't know. We are talking about Moises Gomez, and we haven't even said yet these batting 750 and four playoff right. bats. That doesn't mean much, but every ball he's hit has been over 97, and he's hit three over 105. So I don't know what that means, but I know that it means he's hitting the ball fucking hard. Like, does that mean he's going to continue doing Can it? You, I don't know. Hey, I do not want to be on – let's just say Moises Gomez does this for a while, all right? I'm not saying he hits 750 all spring training, all right? But let's say he continues to hit balls above 98 miles per hour regularly when he hits them. Which he right. has done his whole career. Can you imagine the loud outcry when they said when when this comes across the ticker? Moises Gomez DFA'd, not DFA'd, sent to Memphis. Paul Dion makes opening day roster. I understand. Can you? I mean, yeah, but that's just how roster construction works. Well, if, if you pay people, if Moises Gomez keeps doing that and Yopez isn't doing it, then there's no reason not to. I don't, I don't right. know. I don't know. No, because even then, so, like, hey, guys, even thanks if for tuning Gomez, in to today's yeah. episode where all we told you was we don't have a fucking a clue. Not even, one idea. Even then, I, Moises, even if Moises Gomez out hits Juan Yopez, I trust Juan Yopez to be a better hitter at the major league level. I just do. Because we it, haven't seen Moises. And I know Moises that's Gomez. What, that's all I'm saying. Hold on. Hold we on. don't know. We do know that Moises Gomez struck out 40% in the minor leagues. We do know that. Yeah. That's, we do. Was that going to go down in major leagues? Maybe, but what to thirty eight percent? Juanja Pez isn't going to do that. He's going to strike out right. twenty five to thirty percent. No, not even thirty. About twenty five percent. Twenty. Yeah. No, above that, above twenty. Yeah, twenty to twenty five. Twenty four. Right, right, right. Five percent mark. Like that's 
That, I mean, without a shift, that's also going to matter. But at the same time, if you believe Moises Gomez, because I think right now, if you give him every day at bats, you say, hey, you're playing every day and you don't bench him for any reason, he's probably hitting you 30 home runs. Like, really? I would almost, Moises Gomez, he'll hit you 30 oh. home runs. If yeah. you play him every day, he, he will do it at the major league level, I think, right now. Now, like, I, do you take the chance and just say, go hit me the 30 homers? I, I have to DH spot. I don't know. Do you? I, I don't know what to say. I don't. We were so, we were so, we were doing so great until we got to uh, Dylan Carlson. Like we were really rolling with what we knew was going to happen. And then we got to Dylan Carlson. It's like, well, maybe. And then we got to Jordan Walker and like, well, he kind of holds all the cards, pun intended. And now we're to Yepes Gomez and, and uh, Burleson. It's like, eh, we don't fucking know. Imagine being, you know, Dylan Carlson walking in and seeing like or not even I don't want to single him out Carlson, Newpar, O'Neill, Burleson, whoever walk in and look at Jordan Walker and you're like well like hey you, you seem like a good guy and you know you're really good but if you come out here and do what you've done your whole career and your whole life I'm out of a fucking job so can you please <laughs> just not like because Did they you know see the picture of him standing next to Stubby yeah he's huge. that was right that's pretty good that was pretty good. So, uh, he so did go we, yard we, today, by the way. He did. How do we wrap this up before we get to Jordan? I, I don't. I, I don't have an. Here's all I'm going to say, and I'm going to be honest. I'm, I always try to be honest. I do not have an idea of what's going to happen because, again, we have four weeks of spring training. We have the World Baseball Classic. Knock on wood, we don't have any injuries, and we get to the regular season healthy. But I think it's it's going to be one of those things where you're going to get to see a lot of Burleson this spring. You're going to get to see a lot of Gomez. You're going to get to see a lot of Yepes. You're going to get to see a lot of Jordan Walker. So I do think those things are going to sort of shake them out. But I said to you last time, what do you do if they are all fucking awesome and Tyler is in Canada and Lars is in Japan and they haven't been with it? Like, what do you do? Well, those two have priority, obviously. Um, I don't do think they, any of those two have a chance. Lars? I don't know. Hold on, hold on. Yes, they've refused to trade okay. him for multiple people, so the answer is yes. Um, I don't think any of those – other take Jordan Walker out, okay? I don't think the other three have any chance in hell of being above, above O'Neal or Newbar in the pecking order. They have no chance. Okay. I don't even care what they do. They could bet 600. I don't think they're going to be above either of those two in the pecking order. They just okay. won't. Like, I at some point, like, spring training is awesome. And it's fun to watch guys hit long home runs and dream upon what that means. But let's be honest, it really means nothing. Yeah, that's I've fair. seen Paul DeYoung do it too many times. So if you were to ask me what my expectations were for those guys, because we've talked about, I don't have, I don't have any. I think that might be the right answer is to not expect anything and be happy yeah. with everything you get. Yeah, boom. If it's positive, boom. I think Gomez is an X factor, though. I think more so than the, and that's not, no, Yepes is the X factor. It's Yepes. That's the guy out of these three that I think. Is guaranteed is if I I think he's gonna make an impact on the team consistently throughout the year is Juan Yepes. The other two, I really don't know. I think Yepes still have very much has a prominent role on this team. Okay. All right. Okay, good. I think we solved it. Hey, I'll no, we didn't. It. We got it. Because I just, I don't know what that role is. I just know he has one. <laughs> so right. All right. I think Fair. it's a DH, I would assume. Um, you wanted to talk a little bit about Jordan Walker before we get to the next couple things. Yeah, so obviously you guys are probably watching. I, I put my phone away, so I found this. You guys are probably watching. What else would they be doing? I said we're probably watching. Keep up, Junior. You guys were probably watching 
when Jordan Walker took Johnny oh, Cueto. Oh, okay. Let me talk for fuck's sake. Shut up. We were probably watching. Chill, hey, Caleb. Let I'm Mike gonna cook. I'm going to leave if you don't shut up. <laughs> you were probably watching when Jordan Walker took Cardinals nemesis that we all hate. At least I do. I would, I'm assuming most people do if you're a Cardinal fan. Johnny Cueto, 430 feet to left center field. I mean, I he hit that ball. And obviously, I, I I wasn't sure like if it was going out when he hit it, but then I heard Chip Carey say like "Oh my God, like Wowzer" or whatever he said when he hit it. Like he absolutely obliterated that ball off of Johnny Cueto. First pitch he saw, and the thing that was most impressive about that to me, he didn't do it off some slapdick, like like last string pitcher that's in just to see if he can Where stick in AAA. No offense, by the way, he did it to a guy. That who won Johnny Quay was fantastic last year for the White Sox, but also a guy that has a ton of pedigree that knows what he's doing. I mean, it was a sinker inside and he hit it out to left center. It was crazy. And then at his next at bat, he tops one to Gene Segura at third base, beats it out. It has like, it's like he was like 0.5 seconds or something slower to first base than Tommy Emmett's average speed to th- first base. So like he's six foot five, by the way, not, not known for speed. And then he makes a crazy play at the wall off of Gene Segura that was almost a home run where you're like, that's an uncomfortable play. And he just makes it look easy. So I, I mean, he one start dad and he has done three of the most impressive things I've seen. All right. All right. There we go. What do you do? Like, it's how, how is, is he the, is, I want to ask you a question. We've done this before, but I want to ask you, do you think Jordan Walker is the only one standing in Jordan Walker's way of being in the big leagues? Or do you think, name the three outfielders do you think those three can keep him down or do you think he's the only one that can keep himself down he's the only one I think he's the only one I said that last time I think I think the only thing that keeps him down is if he has a really if he has a really or struggles in the spring and maybe shows he can't play the outfield that's that's I think that's it other than that he's in the starting lineup when we are in our seats on March 30th um and he's in the he's gonna be in the lineup that that's my belief he hit a home run farther than any home run Goldie and Nolan hit last year. Yeah. And then he ran almost as fast as Tommy Edmond in the same game. And I don't know that people don't or understand or don't understand. I'm not trying to insult anybody's intelligence ever. But if you don't know, Roger Dean Stadium, one of the hard, like it's harder than Bush Stadium to hit a ball out of. If you watched it, yesterday, there were three straight balls hit like 98 or over 98 miles per hour. Wilson to dead center. Um, who, was the, who was the other one? Uh, Newt. Newt, and then there was one more. Either no, there was a third one. There were three in a row. One almost went out to left center. Either way, all like they all would have been out at Bush Stadium. Two of the three. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, the the win there is crazy. It's literally called getting deemed. That's what they call it when yeah. when it happens. Like Brand Donovan did go yard. Say, by the way, we need to give him a little love. Yes, he did. His swing is different. He changed yeah. things. Um, looks really good. I mean, Donovan's such a stud, dude. He's he's one of those guys. He's playing every day. I don't even care. Like set it and forget it with that guy. He's he's gonna be really good for a long time. I agree. All right, a few like, other. That's things. where I met with him. There's no question. So a few well, other things. I, oh, did you? I sorry, no. Yeah. I I don't know. We did, I know you didn't really watch much of it, but first start and he first pitch he sees as a starter yeah. in spring training. Yeah. Like I don't think anything's gonna stop this kid. I think he's no. just coming, and you could have to. Mason Wynn had an interview today. Oh, there was. Well, I wanted to say a couple other things on this. Mason Wynn had a quote today where he said, "Someone's just gonna have to move out of the way because he's coming. Yeah. Like, he's going to yeah. get there." And then he said he's gonna rival Goldie and Nolan for the best hit on the team. That seems a little bit. I like, love that, much, by the way. Like, I much. love that. But Mason Wynn, Mason Wynn said that. 
And then Skip Schumacher, you know, I wanted to bring up this quote because, I mean, pretty – Skip Schumacher, the coach of the Marlins, who they played today, he said, for me, Fernando Tatis Jr. was the most exciting prospect in San Diego, and then I saw Jordan Walker, and that's pretty dang close to it. He's the next Tatis. And then he said, he does everything the right way. He shakes your hand the right way. He's a good kid. He's a special human. He's about as exciting as a position player I've ever seen in my career. The opposing manager. I had goosebumps. Comparing to Tatis and then say he's one of the most exciting players, position players he's ever seen. Not prospects, position players. A guy who played with Matt Holliday and Albert Pujols. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about this a lot over the next four weeks. We have, I mean, he's the only story, right? Like he's, like if we were talking about it and we were doing a news show, a daily, a daily radio show, you're leading it off with that today. Right. Like that's what you want to talk about. It's what people want to hear. He's living up to expectations so far. It's only been two games. Okay. So we can relax a little bit. But God, it was the first fucking time he started. He did it. Yeah. He didn't have any time to wait. He just remember, did it immediately. Remember, like I said last time, his first professional at bat, first pitch, home run, 18 years old. He's crazy, man. So He's there crazy. is that. There is that. A um, couple other things I wanted to get to to get your take. One, uh, CB Buckner, Ali Marmal. Thoughts? Go. Um, those of you who don't know, I'll, obviously we'll go back to last year. I will, if you haven't seen it. I will direct you straight to John Boy Media. Look up Ali Marmol and C.B. Buckner. There is a great video that tells you everything both of them said. And you can see how big of a – I don't want to be – okay, how much C.B. Buckner disrespected Ali Marmol. Should never happen, but it did happen. Yesterday, first game, Ali Marmol – there's a fucking crew with Angel Hernandez and C.B. Buckner on it. We got that one, of course. Ali Marmol goes up, shakes everyone's hand, tries to shake C.B. Buckner's hand. He refuses. Um to do it and like looks at him walks away or whatever happened and then their other three umpires apologize for his behavior whatever Ali Marmol came out he did not um mince any words I would say he said he's a he already knew how bad of an umpire he was but now he just shows how classless of a man he was that's not direct quote but those are the words he used not maybe in that order um, yeah, you paraphrase him. And he told Derek Gould to put it all in all caps. Yeah, he said put it in all caps. Like Derek Gould showed him it and said, Do you are you like you want me to put this out this way? Do you want to clarify anything? He said, No, put it all caps. Yep. Um, so he meant what he said. Um, they're looking at now they're MLB's investigating the situation, which there should be no investigation. He should be fired. He's okay? one of the worst umpires in Major League Baseball. But that's not even he's a thing been, either. He's been one of the worst ma- umpires in Major League Baseball for years. And he just continues to somehow make $250,000 a year in that area, probably. But do you want to be honest, Dad? I, I don't get the it. The problem you should have with this has nothing to do with his ability as an umpire. We know that's bad. It's a human. But not even that. It should be, No, not even just that. That takes the integrity of the game into question. If you yeah. have a guy who's not willing to shake the manager's hand, what happens when he blows a call, a strike call, in Which the regular season against the Cardinals? And I mean, but I'm just saying, if it's egregious and he blows it and it costs the Cardinals the game, why would it not run through everyone's mind that he just fucked him on purpose? No, nope, I agree. I agree. It will. He should be fired. And I'm not even, yeah. I don't advocate for people losing their jobs very much, but you cannot have the integrity of your game called into question over an umpire who's not even good at his job. You just can't. Yep. I agree. Well, you know, my, most of you li- watching, listening, whatever, you know, my thoughts and feelings on major league umpires. There are some good ones out there, but There's they are really sh- overshadowed by the majority who are very bad at their job. It's not the majority. That's not. It true. is. All, it is. It's not. It's not. That's unfair. And then that pull. And then no, not to CB Buckner's category. And that's not. No, even no, I agree. About. There are levels. Sure. Don't get me wrong. Here's, let's be honest. They're doing a job that's meant for robots. Okay. Yeah. No human is I able agree. to do that job. I perfectly. agree. None. 
Okay, so that's not, but this problem is way goes way beyond that. You cannot have umpires beefing purposefully with managers five months after, six months after something occurred, just because he wanted to be a petty little bitch. Yeah, like, I he agree. should be fired. He should be. That yep. should not be tolerated in any um, fashion. Wilson Contreras said the Cardinals are a better organization than the Cubs. Go. Um, well, one, he's right. Like, that's objectively correct. <laughs> yeah. But two, um, the guy came out and said, hey, um, I want the other team not to like me. Okay, he said that. That's the first thing he said. One of the first things he said as a Cardinal. Okay, so we'll take that, put that in the back of your head. Two, he wanted to be a Cub. They refused to sign him. Put that in the back of your head. Now mix those things together, and this is how you get him now wanting the Cubs to hate him. And that's what he's doing. And he's doing it perfectly. We haven't even played a regular season game yet. He hasn't even returned to Wrigley, and they already hate him. So he's doing it beautifully. This is what he wants. He wants that fire. I think he wants to feel like the Cubs are against him, like the Cubs fans no longer like him. It's like what Michael Jordan did, right? He wanted that extra edge, even if he was manifesting it himself. That's what he's doing, and I think. I'm okay with it. I love it. That's what you should – I love that. Um, before we get to the too. mailbag and before we get out of here. Wait, do you have anything to say about it? That was No, funny. I love it. I love this kind of stuff. You know that. I, I love the, the digs. I love the little – comments that are hey maybe he meant him this way maybe he didn't he didn't even do that he didn't mention words yeah, he, he, he no, did he didn't even no he, there was no ambiguity there at all and i like the ambiguity that where you could say oh I, that's not what i meant i i it but you bad. did you know what i mean here he just said oh the cardinals are a better you have a, I, love it you have a feeling there's going to be a situation against the cubs and the cardinals in a game where there might be a confrontation absolutely and, and I, he's probably going to be there. the one that He's probably going to be the one that um, starts the confrontation. No, I think he gets hit. I don't think they're going to hit him on purpose, but he does get hit by pitches a lot because he stands on the plate. I don't think they're going to throw at him. Like, you know, that'd be weird. Like, if you're a pitcher, that's your catcher. Like, a lot of them have really good relationships with him. I don't think he's breaking that. I would assume a lot of people still have a lot of love for Wilson Contreras there. So I don't think you're just going to hit him. That's fair. I don't, they I do, don't know that I, I agree I with would, it, I, would I wouldn't expect, be surprised. I wouldn't expect but, that to happen, but it might. Um, final thing, uh, and I know that we sort of disagree here. I understand what you're going to say, and I understand your point, and I know what's going to happen, but the Cardinals did release their five people for the Hall of Fame for this year. Uh, Matt Morris, one of my favorite pitchers of the time. Edgar Renneria, incredible shortstop here when we needed, you know, he's here for the 2004 team. That was incredible. Um, Steve Carlton, Hall of Famer. Really good numbers with the Cardinals, but obviously Hall of Fame numbers with the Phillies. Who? Oh, um, oh my God, who am I forgetting? Joaquin Andahar. Joaquin Joaquin Andahar. Uh, without, right. yeah, it is. Without without Joaquin, there is no '82 World Series. There's probably no '85 World Series. So, I mean, legend. And then the fifth one, David Freeze. Now, here's what I will say. I don't think I I love Edgar Renteria. Uh, I also do believe that we're starting to I'm, – I'm still confused on why George Hendrick is not still on the ballot and not in there for what he did in the 80s for this team. Um, I'm confused where Terry Pendleton lies on this team with that, but that's okay. Um, I, I think maybe you're going to need to take a break with some of these guys. Edgar Renneria is not a Cardinal Hall of Famer. He was I loved him. He was great, okay? Uh, Matt Morris is one of my favorites. I would love to see him go in. He might go in. I don't know that he's a Cardinal Hall of Famer. I, I love him. I, I think Steve Carlton goes in because he is a major league Hall of Famer. He was really good here when he pitched here. Like Obviously, way, too. way better. Yeah, way better in the Phillies. Um, we know that. 
walking Andahar to me should be a Cardinal Hall of Famer. If if we're going to put some of the other guys that we have put in, I think he needs to be in. But the, the, the big question is David Freeze. And I know where you stand on this, so I'm going to let you take over for this because I don't necessarily agree with it. I think he's a Cardinal Hall. I do think he's a Cardinal Hall of Famer. He has the most famous moment in Cardinal history in postseason, like ever. It's him and it's Ozzie Smith's home run, right? To go crazy, folks. It's those two. And there's not even one that's close to either of the two. There's not. And there's been some great moments. Jim Edmonds' home run, that's not. Jack yeah, Clark's home run in 85. No, Come it's on. It's not. It's not David it Freeze's home run. It's not. It is, it's especially not. when you saw Tommy Lasorda freak Dad, out. Dad, it is not. It is not. Okay, it is. Wait, what, okay. what did you just say? Tommy Lasorda. Yeah, when you saw Lasorda freak out when Jack Clark hit the home run against the Dodgers in the 85 playoffs. Okay, how about no, – it's, oh, it's not the David Freeze home run. That is the most – I'm not arguing. Okay, stop. David Freeze has a lawn named after him in center field. Who has the, who has the lawn? Was there a Will Clark lawn? Will Clark played here for three months. Who'd you say? Jack Clark. Oh, sorry, Jack Clark. Is there a Jack Clark lawn and left center? No, there field? should be though. Anyway, my I think he is one. I, I don't understand the gatekeeping of it, to be quite honest. It's the Cardinals Hall of Fame, right? It's not this, it is a prestigious thing. He's not like he didn't play here for very long. He played here for five years. That's not a short amount of time. He was great the whole time he was here. He won them a World Series, Dad. He won them it. Like without okay, him, Kim, let's okay. Hold stop, on. Let's stop, relax stop. for the five. Can you let five me talk seasons. for a second. Hold on, but let's relax on the five seasons. That's not. I'm true. not even done. You didn't even let me finish. So please let me finish. He won them a World Series. Without okay. him, they have no chance. How many players can you really say that about? Whereas, like Larry Brummer, nobody else. David Eckstein. The his, there's nobody else in the history of the Cardinals organization that did what he did. No one else. Not one. Can't find me one because there's not one. He's still in the top five in RBI in the world. Post-season. What do you mean? There's not one. Who did what he? Who's done what he's done? There's been five history players in the history of baseball that have won in a CS and a World Series MVP. Five. He's one of those guys. He's okay. the only Cardinal, and he hit the most iconic triple in the history of the game, the most iconic home run in the history, and he had one of the most dominant NLCSs in the history. Like, why would that guy not be celebrated in the Cardinals Hall of Fame for but one he, of their 11? They have 11 World Series, Dad. And he was the reason for one of them. Why would he not go in their Hall of Fame? So Lance Berkman, big reason for that one also. Let's not forget that. He had one that. hit that was big. With, okay, without the Lance Berkman hit, David Fries is has the big triple that, lost, that you lost the game. Without the, no. Lance Berkman hit the hit after David Fries' triple. No, Lance Berkman got no, the hit wrong, in the Dad. Caleb. David Fries got David Freeze got his triple stop. ninth. Stop. And then they go ahead in the tenth, and Berkman ties okay. it in the tenth, and then Freeze wins it. Yeah, Freeze did two of the three things you just said there. Not to mention, without David Freeze, they're not even in the fucking World Series. Okay, let's be fair. They lost to the Brewers and Ryan Braun. He played four hundred fifty games for the Cardinals. Caleb. I don't care. Why does that matter? There's a special category for people like David Freeze. They're not, they don't come along ever. You'll never see someone do that again, most likely. Never. And the guys you will see step up in moments like that, most of the time, they're the guys already going in. David Freeze is the hometown kid. He had the most special postseason moment in the history of baseball, Cardinal baseball. Like I, I don't even know why we're arguing that. Those I two understand. things he did on that night while sleeping on his French couch, French couch in St. Louis. And being on top of the world. See, now you're being, emotionalizing stop, the game. The, the, the no, don't baseball, tell me to stop. You are. Stop. I'm, well, you didn't let me finish my point. He, there was a team with Albert Pujols, Matt Holliday, Chris Carpenter, all these, Yadier Molina, all these guys on it. And he overshadowed every one of them times 100. 
because of how great he was. And he won the city, a World Series, the 11th World Series, and only 11. And he's the only guy you can point to to say that guy completely took it over. And without him, like, you don't, you don't even Well, Albert had four home runs in the series. He had three of them in one game and went missing for three of the games. He didn't go missing. He did. He did not have good stats in that World Series. Either way, here's what I'm going to say. I'm okay when he's going to get in. Okay. I just think now we're okay. So now is David Eckstein next? Is Glenn Brummer next? Because those guys don't. What's David Eckstein's iconic moment? 2006 World Series MVP. I'm not asking if well, I'm not asking if he won an award. There Doesn't has matter. He won the MVP. Out. There has to be an award given out. That sounds like that's, that's what you're moment. saying. I'm asking you a question. What is his iconic moment? And you're going to prove my point. He was the best player in the first World Series the Cardinals won in 24 years. There has to be a best player on every single World Series team, Dad. And it was David Eckstein. How many of them have done what David Freeze did? Zero in Cardinals history. I I, I get. True. I just think that here's it's what like I'm going to say. You okay? He, that memory, that moment is already immortalized in the in the Hall of Fame. It already is. It's there. All that stuff is there. You can watch the video in there. It's already taken care of. So David Freeze and his moment already in the Hall of Fame. To me, David Freeze as a overall baseball player was not a Cardinals Hall of Fame. That's all it's I'm going to say. Ga- why are you gatekeeping something that's fictional? It's a Hall of Fame. It's a museum of the greatest Cardinals well, players. It's not fictional. Ever it's a no, real place a, with real it's, humans. It's, sorry. Okay, sorry. It's a it's it's a it's a museum of the greatest cardinal moments and players of all time. David Freeze's name will forever be among the group of those. Whether or not he was as good as Albert Pools, of course he wasn't. He wasn't as good as Stan Musial. He wasn't as good as Willie McGee. I don't care because he had bigger moments than most of those guys. He did all something right. like that I will said, forever like there's every nobody's season, arguing every, that. Hold on, let me talk. Every year the postseason comes up, they have the promotions. His moment in his in his his moment that he had is on that promotion every year. Guess whose isn't? David Eckstein's or anybody else in Cardinal history. It's always him. So why we're trying to say like, oh, this guy can't be in. Well, well why? Because you don't think he's good enough? Well, did he have – he had a bigger impact on the on the franchise than most of those guys you named. He got him a ring, Dad. That's the best thing you can do in sports. It's the last one we've had in 12 years. And God damn it, I'm putting him in the Hall of Fame. Because I don't know if we'll have another I, one in a while. I time. think we need to start a hard nine pod drinking game for those of you watching. Every time Caleb gets angry and says "stop" or "let me talk," even though his point goes on for me. his point goes on for fourteen hours, like you're like a filib- you're you're like well, a walking filibuster. And that's not true. You keep interrupting me when because I'm it doesn't stop. It's like watching you, Titanic. You did it again. You literally just did it again. I right. didn't say five words. Right. It was enough. Four is all you get. Either way, I don't understand the the. So if you you think they put two in, you did it again. I know. I want an answer. I, we gotta move on. I want an answer. I don't, okay, before you say it, I, I don't understand the gatekeeping of the Cardinal Hall of Fame and how it would affect you at all. If you go into there and you say David, you see David Freeze is a member of it. No one is gonna ask why. You know why? Because everyone knows what that dude did for the city. He's in. Okay. Like Ryan O'Reilly's in the Blues, and he was only here for five years. He's also in. The, he's also gonna be in the Blues Hall of Fame because he won us the fucking Stanley Cup and won the Conn Smythe. The Hall of Famer in the Cardinals Hall of Fame. Another drinking game for those of you at home. Every time Caleb now uses – did you just learn the term gatekeeping this week in one of your classes? No, that's what you're doing. Why do you care? You've used it How's like it six times. You? How does this affect you at it all? It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm simply giving you my thoughts that I don't think he's an overall Cardinal Hall of Famer. I'm okay with they put him in. I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to write. I'm not going to pick it. I'm not going to not go to the ball games. I'm simply saying it does feel like maybe we need to take a break. Holiday deserved to be in. 
After that, maybe there needs to be a little break. Like I love Matt Morris, one of my favorites. Alan Bennis. Andy I have a Bennis, question. So my favorites. I don't think they're Cardinal Hall of Famers. I'm okay. I would love to see Matty Mo get yeah, in. Hold on. I don't know that he deserves to be in. I have a question. Matt Holland never plays for the Cardinals. David Freeze never plays for the Cardinals. Which one would have had a bigger impact? Without David Freeze, they don't win a World Series. Without Matt Holiday. Without Lance Berkman, they don't win a World Series. Okay, but what I'm saying is, which one had a bigger impact on the organization as a whole? Because one of them That's... won in the World Series. Okay. Okay. One of them disappeared in the World Series. Twice, Every year he disappeared in the Twice. playoffs. I love Matt Holiday. But I'm just saying, if Matt Holiday is a Cardinal Hall of Famer, which he is, and he very much should be, I think David Freeze might have had a bigger impact on the organization. Yep. Well, okay. That's where I lie. All right. Uh, let's get to the hard nine bag before we get out of here. Okay. All right. Just a few things I won't, we won't spend a ton of time on. By the way, thank you guys again. Uh, if you have just listened to that filibuster from Caleb uh, and you're still here, hit the subscribe button. Up here. Whether, you agree, so went. whether you agree with the David Freeze uh, slander that he just put out there or not. Slander? Um, what, what, you're the one that's what, slandering him. What, what do you mean slander? Whatever way you believe it. Uh, if you'd like to weigh in, we'd love to hear from you on YouTube. As always, we had some great comments. We're not going to get to all of those, but uh, we do appreciate those of you who keep commenting. Uh, we appreciate it. It's always fun to hear. I feel from like you this guys. episode's been one big fever dream. It well, they all are, dude. That they all, they all. Like are. I don't know what we haven't talked about anything, but like, it's like Seinfeld. It's one big episode of Seinfeld. All right, go ahead. All right, okay. We ready? Yep. I'm not. Um, first of all, Rich Whiteman, thank you very much. You guys truly provide a good service. My go-to for Cardinal News. Maybe not after tonight. <laughs> Probably not. Um, really, really do appreciate that. Um, oh, this is a good one here. Blake, your boy, our, our guy, Blake, I'm, I will pronounce the name. You stay away from Blake's name because he's been one of our faith. We love Blake. Like, shout out to Blake. Uh, I still want to see a Field of Dreams game between the Cards and one of the three teams. White Sox, Cubs, or Milwaukee, Minnesota's a fourth. Uh, I think you put the Reds into there also, but we definitely agree that how are the Cardinals? Like, the, the Cardinal games are blacked out in Iowa. Like, the like they should be playing a, a Field of Dreams game there before the Yankees, let's be honest. Yeah, um, it is what it is. You know, yeah, I don't fair. Really have too many thoughts on the Field of Dreams game. They're stopping it for a few years to do some renovations. I don't know. It's a cool thing. I'm glad they're doing it, but I kind of think they should have stopped after one. Uh, Mark Haynes, Carlson is the odd man out. He has a ton of talent. But with Walker moving up, Carlson will be on the trade block. That's gonna. I mean, we don't know, but that you. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. But I want to act like it's a, a foregone conclusion. Uh, Ryan Graber, a favorite pod, Cardinals podcast, Hard Nine One Five Ninety, the fan, and uh, um, locked on the Cardinals. Like you said, I think you replied to him. That's really good company. Thanks, dude. We yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, those are a lot of. I mean, there's obviously a lot of really. Great um, shows on 590 The Fans. So. Absolutely. Um, Daryl Dixon, I think Jordan Walker will definitely get called up this year. I guess it just depends on how good he plays in spring training. I think we all are in 100% it's, it's, given agreement how he's that. getting called up at some point in time. He also That's said, what if, what, what is going to happen if Young has a great spring training? I mean, could he seriously be our starting shortstop? And I, I think I replied in a word, no. They've done that. They've gone down that train. Uh, Paul Dion, will, if, if he makes the team and does not get traded at, during spring training, which Caleb, like, I, I'm in agreement with you. He's going to be on the team. He will be the backup shortstop. That's it. Yeah, he's not starting. Um, um, didn't have these ready? No, I thought I did. I thought I did. screenshot them and put them Well, dude, let's, okay, this is one of my favorites. 
uh, Chad Hirschman for Caleb to sit back and take the, the, the um, decoration criticism from Pops. Mike has one picture on the wall, just saying. That's a very fair comment. That's a very that fair comment. Moved? I actually appreciate That's why you his, moved. his attention to detail. No, I moved because your mom wants to teach in here. But if we do notice the Beatles are now in the background, I'm in a much better room with much better lighting and maybe much better sound. Um, we are trying to figure out here in this new house how to do everything. We started in here, moved there. Now this is way better. But the Beatles are behind me, so all's good, Rich. But I, but by the way, our chat, but by the way, I do appreciate you, you seeing that. Um, Steve, Steve, your guy, Steve, Steve. Um, hilarious. He said something about watching the, the Walker thing. And then literally right after he commented, we had said it, but he said, don't forget. We only, this was it. We only got Walker because of COVID. And he's like, oh, you guys just said that and uh, address that. So yeah, we, we did say that. Um, also, I just wanted to mention, and I'm not going to throw out anybody's name. We did get a really deep comment, I guess, on our thing about a week ago. Um, thank you for that, for the listener and the viewer who posted that. Uh, what, what you said was really, really nice. It, it hit home very hard. Um, and we are really, really honored and glad that we can provide you an hour or whatever it is every so often, an escape. And also one of those things that makes you happy with the Cardinals. So thank you for sharing. We took the, the down upon your request, but thank you. And we would like to say thank you for your trust in us, but also thank you for tuning in. We greatly appreciate you. Yeah, obviously. Um... I don't have anything to add. Like, I think you no. said that about as well as you can. Um, yeah, I'm just, I think it's awesome. We're almost at 250 subscribers, which is really cool. Like, that's not a ton in the grand scheme of things, but for us, that's a pretty cool milestone. We just hit 200 like five days ago. Like, we've, it's really been um, escalating quickly, which is cool. Um, we have one hater, I think, that dislikes every one of our videos, but everyone else has been a lot of support, a lot of likes, which is cool. The comment plate, the comments have been um, electric all positive since um a trevor bauer video that we had to retitle but other than that one they, they've all been pretty positive yeah so i, mean, I think it's a, it's pretty cool but um yeah i, I don't know about this I mean, we're having a blast doing it we started this with zero like expectations legitimately just it was just caleb and i talking and where it is now we didn't think it would get here now i can only i can't wait to see where it goes in the next six months because i do think thanks to you guys we're heading in a pretty solid direction right now so again we tell you please hit that subscribe button also tell a friend a lot of cardinal fans cardinals nation incredibly well represented out there not just in the midwest i, we were, I was looking at our stats today like 93 95 of our viewers are in the united states we're getting like five percent from around the world so thank you guys for tuning in australia canada england um all, all over germany thank you guys we greatly appreciate you cardinal baseball travels well so when you're up when you're watching tell your buddies tell your friends Tell your kids, tell your wives, tell your husbands, tell both. I don't care. But we would love to have more, the more the merrier. As we wrap this up, okay. Uh, obviously, yeah, I, I appreciate all you guys that watch. Um, as we wrap this up, I sorry, it's hard to like add on to it when you say that. I don't know what to add on. It's difficult for me. But I do appreciate it. It's cool. And I we wouldn't probably be doing it as often as we do if we didn't. If you guys weren't watching it, obviously, but I do have, as we move on, do you feel like, and this might be a question for after I'm asking it now. Anyway, we're going to be transparent here. Do you feel like we said anything of note? Yeah. I think we said what every fan, <laughs> honestly, like here's the thing. I think here's the thing. Not done you and I would have been the same. You and I are not media personalities. Well, that I'm not, I'm never going to be, I know you're in the journalism school. That's what you would like to do. Eventually you will. Um, 
but that that's not like we are fans. That's why we started this. This is these were our discussions on our couch after at, at before, during, and after every Cardinal game for years. These were our discussions. So I think we said what almost every fan probably watching is saying as well. Because and honestly, if they think otherwise, and this is no shot, but if they if they know otherwise, they're just making a guess. Because we don't when it comes to guys like Yepes, I'm gonna throw Gorman in there too. I think you know my beliefs on him. I think but he's a level above them. I do too. But what, what, when we're talking about, we don't know Gomez, Carlson. I there, there's just there's six guys on this team right now that I think are uh, four of them are going to be on the major league roster. Like come opening day again, sans injuries, but we just don't know what roles are going to look like yet. And I, honestly, Caleb, I'm going to be very transparent with you here. I don't know that we're going to know for maybe a month into the season. Yeah, and also it's. It's interesting because spring training sets don't mean that much. You know what I mean? So if if Gomez goes off and Yepes doesn't, does that mean Gomez has done enough to overtake a guy to hit your only home run in the postseason and was a big part of your offense last year? I don't think it should be. Like, how I, are they going to decipher that? They say all this competition. I get it. 100%. Have to earn your job. Well, it's the big leagues. It's also spring training. Yeah, the last thing I'll say is Ali has said you're gonna to play, you have to hit. Yeah, I think it might be as simple as that. I really do. And then Yadi was hitting every single day. Well, let's get out of here. Nor there. I, here's what I would something. say. Final, my final words before we get out of here. I'm excited to watch the spring training. I'm excited to watch the WBC. I've been watching the hell out of college baseball. Love it. Um, I'm excited to have it. We have the MLB package now, guys. My suggestion to you, they're running a really good promo. I think we got it for like 95 bucks for the entire year. You get every game, every spring training game for every team, and you get um, my, over 7,000 minor league games. I, I can't wait. I mean, if, yeah. hey, if, if our marriage makes it through this, this season, it's <laughs> going to be it's a shout-out to us. We've done it for 25 years. What's one more? Yeah, right. All right, well. <laughs> I would say it's awesome for the fans because spring training, there's always going to be somebody playing that you want to see what they can do. Um, yep. So watch Moises Gomez, Burleson, Yepes, Walker, all, Carlson, all these guys, because they're going to get a lot of opportunity with the guys gone. And I don't know how much you stock you put into their success in spring, but it seems like they're putting a lot into it this year. So I don't know. That's, that's how also, I'll I say this. Know. I watched four innings yesterday. Chip was good. Very, I need to be I, fair. I, I, I thought they were very enjoyable. to look. Yep. Chip was good. So there we go. All right. All right. Um, when we when we see you guys next time, we will be going through the starting pitching, the, through the rotation, and uh, go yeah. through that. Then I think we'll finish up with the bullpen, and then the majority of what we'll be hitting on is getting prepared for the regular season. Uh, soon, guys. Soon, four weeks from Thursday, opening day. If you haven't hopefully, got your tickets, get them. Hopefully by the end of these profiles, we have a better idea of who's making I think we will. in the team, what their roles are. And we won't be just saying who the fuck knows because yep. that's what we've been doing. Uh, as time. always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Hit that subscription button. Hit that little bell, that little notification. We appreciate that. Tell a friend. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, have an amazing week. As uh, When you're watching this, it's Monday. Have an amazing week. Watch a lot of baseball. Enjoy the weather. How's the weather up there? Down here, it was 85 degrees today and sunny. And it's going to be that 30... way for the next 10 days. It was 30 yesterday, 55 today. So Yeah, I think it was like almost 70, 65 or 70 in St. Louis. So that's great. Um, where we are, it was like I said, 85. It's beautiful down here right now.
So hopefully you can get out. You can enjoy the weather. You can watch baseball. I'm starting to catch spring fever down here. I know that much. Um, have an amazing week. Everybody stay safe. Take care of each other. We will talk to you soon. Go Cards.